Chapters eighteen through twenty one of Irenaeus Against Heresies, Book five. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marian Martin. Irenaeus Against Heresies, Book five. Translated by Alexander Roberts and William H. Rombo. Chapter eighteen. God the Father and His Word have formed all created things, which they use by their own power and wisdom, not out of defect or ignorance. The Son of God, who received all power from the Father, would otherwise never have taken flesh upon Him. And such or so important a dispensation He did not bring about by means of the creations of others, but by His own, neither by those things which were created out of ignorance and defect, but by those which had their substance from the wisdom and power of his father. For he was neither unrighteous, so that he should covet the property of another, nor needy, that he could not by his own means impart life to his own, and make use of his own creation for the salvation of man. For indeed the creation could not have sustained him on the cross, if he had sent forth, simply by commission, what was the fruit of ignorance and defect. Now we have repeatedly shown that the incarnate word of God was suspended upon a tree, and even the very heretics do acknowledge that he was crucified. How then could the fruit of ignorance and defect sustain him who contains the knowledge of all things, and is true and perfect? Or how could that creation which was concealed from the Father, and far removed from him, have sustained his word? And if this world were made by the angels, it matters not whether we suppose their ignorance or their cognizance of the supreme god when the lord declared for i am in the father and the father in me how could this workmanship of the angels have borne to be burdened at once with the father and the son how again could that creation which is beyond the pleroma have contained him who contains the entire pleroma inasmuch then as all these things are impossible and incapable of proof that preaching of the church is alone true which proclaims that his own creation bear him which subsists by the power the skill and the wisdom of god which is sustained indeed after an invisible manner by the father but on the contrary after a visible manner it bore his word and this is the true word for the father bears the creation and his word simultaneously and the word borne by the father grants the spirit to all as the father wills to some he gives after the manner of creation what is made, but to others he gives after the manner of adoption, that is, what is from God, namely generation. And thus one God the Father is declared, who is above all, and through all, and in all. The Father is indeed above all, and he is the head of Christ, but the Word is through all things, and is himself the head of the Church, while the Spirit is in us all, and he is the living water, which the Lord grants to those who rightly believe in Him, and love Him, and know that there is one Father, who is above all, and through all, and in us all. And to these things does John also, the disciple of the Lord, bear witness, when he speaks thus in the Gospel, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was nothing made. And then he said of the word himself, He was in the world, and the world was made by him, 
and the world knew him not. To his own things he came, and his own people received him not. However, as many as did receive him, to these gave he power to become the sons of God, to those that believe in his name. And again, showing the dispensation with regard to his human nature, John said, And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. And in continuation he says, And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten by the Father, full of grace and truth. He thus plainly points out to those willing to hear, that is, to those having ears, that there is one God, the Father over all, and one word of God, who is through all, by whom all things have been made, and that this world belongs to him, and was made by him, according to the Father's will, and not by angels, nor by apostasy, defect, and ignorance, nor by any power of prunicus, whom certain of them also call the mother, nor by any other maker of the world ignorant of the Father. For the Creator of the world is truly the Word of God, and this is our Lord, who in the last times was made man, existing in this world, and who in an invisible manner contains all things created, and is inherent in the entire creation, since the Word of God governs and arranges all things. And therefore he came to his own in a visible manner, and was made flesh, and hung upon the tree, that he might sum up all things in himself. And his own peculiar people did not receive him, as Moses declared this very thing among the people. And thy life shall be hanging before thine eyes, and thou wilt not believe thy life. Those therefore who did not receive him did not receive life, but to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. For it is he who has power from the Father over all things, since he is the word of God. And very man, communicating with invisible beings after the manner of the intellect, and appointing a law observable to the outward senses, that all things should continue each in its own order, and he reigns manifestly over things visible and pertaining to men, and brings in just judgment and worthy upon all. As David also, clearly pointing to this, says, Our God shall openly come, and will not keep silence. Then he shows also the judgment which is brought in by him, saying, A fire shall burn in his sight, and a strong tempest shall rage around about him. He shall call upon the heaven from above, and the earth, to judge his people. Chapter 19 A comparison is instituted between the disobedient and sinning Eve and the Virgin Mary, her patroness. Various and discordant heresies are mentioned. That the Lord then was manifestly coming to his own things, and was sustaining them by means of that creation which is supported by himself, and was making a recapitulation of that disobedience which had occurred in connection with a tree, through the obedience which was exhibited by himself when he hung upon a tree, the effects also of that deception being done away with, by which that virgin Eve, who was already espoused to a man, was unhappily misled, was happily announced through means of the truth spoken by the angel to the Virgin Mary, who was also espoused to a man. For just as the former was led astray by the word of an angel, so that she fled from God when she had transgressed his word, so did the latter, by an angelic communication, receive the glad tidings that she should sustain, portaret, God, being obedient to his word. And if the former did disobey God, yet the latter was persuaded to be obedient to God. 
in order that the Virgin Mary might become the patroness, advocata, of the Virgin Eve. And thus, as the human race fell into bondage to death by means of a virgin, so is it rescued by a virgin, virginal disobedience having been balanced in the opposite scale by virginal obedience. For in the same way the sin of the first created man, protoplasty, receives amendment by the correction of the first begotten, and the coming of the serpent is conquered by the harmlessness of the dove, those bonds being unloosed by which we had been fast bound to death. The heretics being all unlearned and ignorant of God's arrangements, and not acquainted with that dispensation by which he took upon him human nature, insiegius quaes secundum hominem dispensationis, inasmuch as they blind themselves with regard to the truth, do in fact speak against their own salvation. Some of them introduce another father besides the Creator. Some, again, say that the world and its substance was made by certain angels. Certain others maintain that it was widely separated by Horus, from him whom they represent as being the father, that it sprang forth, floris, of itself, and from itself was born. Then again, others of them assert that it obtains substance in those things which are contained by the father from defect and ignorance others still despise the advent of the lord manifest to the senses for they do not admit his incarnation while others ignoring the arrangement that he should be born of a virgin maintain that he was begotten by joseph and still further some affirm that neither their soul nor their body can receive eternal life but merely the inner man moreover they will have it that this inner man is that which is the understanding sensum in them and which they decree as being the only thing to ascend to the perfect others maintain as i have said in the first book that while the soul is saved their body does not participate in the salvation which comes from god in which book i have also set forward the hypothesis of all these men and in the second have pointed out their weakness and inconsistency chapter twenty those pastors are to be heard to whom the apostles committed the churches possessing one and the same doctrine of salvation the heretics on the other hand are to be avoided we must think soberly with regard to the mysteries of the faith now all these heretics are of much later date than the bishops to whom the apostles committed the churches which fact i have in the third book taken all pains to demonstrate it follows then as a matter of course that these heretics aforementioned since they are blind to the truth and deviate from the right way will walk in various roads and therefore the footsteps of their doctrine are scattered here and there without agreement or connection but the path of those belonging to the church circumscribes the whole world as possessing the sure tradition from the apostles and gives unto us to see that the faith of all is one and the same since all receive one and the same god the father and believe in the same dispensation regarding the incarnation of the son of god and are cognizant of the same gift of the spirit and are conversant with the same commandments and preserve the same form of ecclesiastical constitution and expect the same advent of the lord and await the same salvation of the complete man that is of the soul and body and undoubtedly the preaching of the church is true and steadfast in which one and the same way of salvation is shown throughout the whole world for to her is entrusted the light of god 
and therefore the wisdom of god by means of which she saves all men is declared in its going forth it uttereth its voice faithfully in the streets is preached on the tops of the walls and speaks continually in the gates of the city for the church preaches the truth everywhere and she is the seven-branched candlestick which bears the light of christ those therefore who desert the preaching of the church call in question the knowledge of the holy presbyters not taking into consideration of how much greater consequence is a religious man even in a private station than a blasphemous and impudent sophist now such are all the heretics and those who imagine that they have hit upon something more beyond the truth so that by following those things already mentioned proceeding on their way variously inharmoniously and foolishly not keeping always to the same opinions with regard to the same things as blind men are led by the blind they shall deservedly fall into the ditch of ignorance lying in their path ever seeking and never finding out the truth it behoves us therefore to avoid their doctrines and to take careful heed lest we suffer any injury from them but to flee to the church and be brought up in her bosom and be nourished with the lord's scriptures for the church has been planted as a garden paradisus in this world therefore says the spirit of god thou mayest freely eat from every tree of the garden that is eat ye from every scripture of the lord but ye shall not eat with an uplifted mind nor touch any heretical discord for these men do profess that they have themselves a knowledge of good and evil and they set their own impious minds above the god who made them they therefore form opinions on what is beyond the limits of the understanding for this cause also the apostle says be not wise beyond what it is fitting to be wise but be wise prudently that we be not cast forth by eating of the knowledge of these men that knowledge which knows more than it should do from the paradise of life into this paradise the lord has introduced those who obey his call summing up in himself all things which are in heaven and which are on earth but the things in heaven are spiritual while those on earth constitute the dispensation in human nature secundum hominem est dispositio these things therefore he recapitulated in himself by uniting man to the spirit and causing the spirit to dwell in man he is himself made the head of the spirit and gives the spirit to be the head of man for through him the spirit we see and hear and speak chapter twenty one christ is the head of all things already mentioned it was fitting that he should be sent by the father the creator of all things to assume human nature and should be tempted by satan that he might fulfil the promises and carry off a glorious and perfect victory he has therefore in his work of recapitulation summed up all things both waging war against our enemy and crushing him who had at the beginning led us away captives in adam and trampled upon his head as thou canst perceive in genesis that god said to the serpent and i will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed he shall be on the watch for observabit thy head and thou on the watch for his heel for from that time he who should be born of a woman namely from the virgin after the likeness of adam was preached as keeping watch for the head of the serpent this is the seed of which the apostle says in the epistle to the galatians that the law of works was established 
until the seed should come to whom the promise was made this fact is exhibited in a still clearer light in the same epistle where he thus speaks but when the fullness of time was come god sent forth his son made of a woman for indeed the enemy would not have been fairly vanquished unless it had been a man born of a woman who conquered him for it was by means of a woman that he got the advantage over man at first setting himself up as man's opponent and therefore does the lord profess himself to be the son of man comprising in himself that original man out of whom the woman was fashioned ex quoea quae secundum mulierem est plasmatio facta est in order that as our species went down to death through a vanquished man so we may ascend to life again through a victorious one and as through a man death received the palm of victory against us so again by a man we may receive the palm against death now the lord would not have recapitulated in himself that ancient and primary enmity against the serpent fulfilling the promise of the creator demiurgi and performing his command if he had come from another father but as he is one and the same who formed us at the beginning and sent his son at the end the lord did perform his command being made of a woman by both destroying our adversary and perfecting man after the image and likeness of god and for this reason he did not draw the means of confounding him from any other source than from the words of the law and made use of the father's commandment as a help towards the destruction and confusion of the apostate angel fasting forty days like moses and elias he afterwards hungered first in order that we may perceive that he was a real and substantial man for it belongs to a man to suffer hunger when fasting and secondly that his opponent might have an opportunity of attacking him and as at the beginning it was by means of food that the enemy persuaded man although not suffering hunger to transgress god's commandments so in the end he did not succeed in persuading him that was hungered to take that food which proceeded from god for when tempting him he said if thou be the son of god command that these stones be made bread but the lord repulsed him by the commandment of the law saying it is written man doth not live by bread alone as to those words of his enemy if thou be the son of god the lord made no remark but by thus acknowledging his human nature he baffled his adversary and exhausted the force of his first attack by means of his father's word the corruption of man therefore which occurred in paradise by both of our first parents eating was done away with by the lord's want of food in this world but he being thus vanquished by the law endeavoured again to make an assault by himself quoting a commandment of the law for bringing him to the highest pinnacle of the temple he said to him if thou art the son of god cast thyself down for it is written that god shall give his angels charge concerning thee and in their hands they shall bear thee up lest perchance thou dash thy foot against a stone thus concealing a falsehood under the guise of scripture as is done by all the heretics for that was indeed written namely that he hath given his angels charge concerning him but cast thyself from hence no scripture said in reference to him this kind of persuasion the devil produced from himself the lord therefore confuted him out of the law when he said it is written again thou shalt not tempt the lord thy god 
pointing out by the word contained in the law that which is the duty of man, that he should not tempt God, and in regard to himself, since he appeared in human form, declaring that he would not tempt the Lord his God. The pride of reason, therefore, which was in the serpent, was put to naught by the humility found in the man Christ, and now twice was the devil conquered from Scripture, when he was detected as advising things contrary to God's commandment, and was shown to be the enemy of God by the expression of his thoughts. He then, having been thus signally defeated, and then, as it were, concentrating his forces, drawing up in order all his available power for falsehood, and in the third place, showed him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them, saying, as Luke relates, All these will I give thee, for they are delivered to me, and to whom I will I give them, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. The Lord then, exposing him in his true character, says, Depart, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. He both revealed him by his name, and showed at the same time who he himself was. For the Hebrew word Satan signifies an apostate. And thus, vanquish him for the third time, he spurned him from him finally as being conquered out of the law, and there was done away with that infringement of God's commandment which had occurred in Adam, by means of the precept of the law, which the Son of Man observed, who did not transgress the commandment of God. Who then is this Lord God, to whom Christ bears witness, whom no man shall tempt, whom all should worship, and serve him alone? It is, beyond all manner of doubt, that God who also gave the law. For these things had been predicted in the law, and by the words, sententium, of the law, the Lord showed that the law does indeed declare the word of God from the Father, and the apostate angel of God is destroyed by its voice, being exposed in his true colors, and vanquished by the Son of Man, keeping the commandment of God. For as in the beginning he enticed man to transgress his Maker's law, and thereby got him into his power, yet his power consists in transgression and apostasy, and with these he bound man to himself, so again, on the other hand, it was necessary that through man himself he should, when conquered, be bound with the same chains with which he had bound man, in order that man, being set free, might return to his Lord, leaving to him, Satan, those bonds by which he himself had been fettered, that is, sin. For when Satan is bound, man is set free, since none can enter a strong man's house and spoil his goods, unless he first bind the strong man himself. The Lord therefore exposes him as speaking contrary to the word of that God who made all things, and subdues him by means of the commandment. Now the law is the commandment of God. The man proves him to be a fugitive from and a transgressor of the law, an apostate also from God. After the man had done this, the word bound him securely as a fugitive from himself, and made spoil of his goods, namely, those men whom he held in bondage, and whom he unjustly used for his own purposes. And justly indeed is he led captive, who had led men unjustly into bondage, while man, who had been led captive in times past, was rescued from the grasp of his possessor, according to the tender mercy of God the Father, who had compassion on his own handiwork, and gave to it salvation, restoring it by means of the word, 
that is, by Christ, in order that men might learn by actual proof that he receives incorruptibility not of himself, but by the free gift of God. End of Book 5 Chapters 18 through 21